This is Miles, and you're listening to Talking with Beauties. All right, guys, let's get into the rundown. So on this episode, me and my guest, all we talk about is the Super Bowl. So we give our thoughts and feelings about plays, players, situations, a little bit about halftime show, just everything about Super Bowl. Sorry, it's coming out a little bit later than it should have been. A little bit of scheduling conflicts and stuff that's happening in personal life. So still wanted to get this episode out. So hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Talking with Beauties, episode 12, all about Super Bowl Sunday. So we just had the Super Bowl. We're recording this a little bit later, but I thought I'd still put out the reaction to it. So I got today, Connor, what's going on, dude? Not much. Uh, so how do you feel, dude? No, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Really good season, good game too. Um you know, obviously, I mean, I'm sure you'll start talking about it. I'll just kind of add to it. But, uh, yeah, still, I think really a successful season, obviously, when they're at that point. Uh, you're just so close. So, of course, it still came up short. But I think a lot of questions were answered in the right way. So, still seems like somewhat of a win. But, yeah, obviously, still came up short. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how to put that into words. No, but you, you were right. It as an outsider, not having a, a really a, a side to root for, like personally, it was a good game. Philly did everything that we expected them to do. Kansas City did everything we expected them to do. It was back and forth the whole time, and it it was fun to watch as a spectator, not as a as a fan of one of the teams. Because I can see that being really stressful, being so close. Anyways, let's get into the stat line real quick. So Kansas City did win 38-35. Jalen Hurts, though, ran the ball like crazy, 70 yards on the ground three touchdowns, which was an NFL record rushing um, touchdowns. He did have one fumble, which led to a scoop and score for Kansas City, but was able to bounce back. Next drive did go down, get seven points. 304 yards on the, uh, through the air and one touchdown. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, Patrick Mahomes, 182 yards in the air, three touchdowns, 44 rushing yards. It seemed like either quarterback was going to win this award. Yeah, no matter who ended up winning it, for sure was going to go to the QBs. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's hard to say like who the best player was when the team loses, but I mean, Hertz still played unbelievable. So going forward, it, I think he solidified himself as franchise QB. And even though he had that like fumble, you can't tell me that if they would have just punted it, if that didn't happen, that Mahomes wouldn't have just marched down the field and scored a touchdown anyway. So, like, easy. it's easy to say, like, oh, you take that away and they would have won. But I don't think that really determined the outcome. My biggest problem when I have with when people say that kind of stuff is it, it's all about – even though momentum may not be, like, on everyone's, like, oh, that's a true thing or something like that, it changes it. It changes the, the way the game's played. So you say you take yeah. away that fumble. Maybe he does keep that ball down. He's sacked. Yeah, they punt it off. Mahomes maybe gets that touchdown. Maybe Hurts doesn't have any time to come back and, and get points before halftime. So the, the Chiefs are on, on top, and it's yeah. a lower-scoring game. So who knows what the Eagles are saying in the locker room and, and vice versa. Maybe Mahomes can't score before that, so now the Eagles are back on top, but with some trouble not being able to move the ball as much. So no matter what happens, like whether he fumbled or whether he didn't, games would have changed no matter what. So it, it's like – it's like all the movies. Like you change one little thing, everything else has a ripple effect. Anyways, though, 
it seemed like besides um Hertz, the run game was very slow for the the Eagles. Gainwell only twenty one yards, Sanders sixteen yards, and Boston Scott eight yards. Gainwell was it Gainwell who had that touchdown but taking back because he was just short of the line? Yeah. Opening drive. Okay. So Gainwell pretty much took over the first drive. Besides that, he was very quiet to me. Sanders did not do very much either on either side of the ball in the air on the ground. Um, and Boston Scott is usually the third guy anyway, so he's not getting nearly as much reps, but still a really quiet game. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, though, 76 yards, one touchdown for the rushing game um, for the Chiefs. McKinnon, 34 yards. I thought they played really well, both of them. Uh, McKinnon, not nearly as many touches, but I thought Pacheco just killed it, especially on um, just using his speed. I, I knew his speed was going to be a factor, and it definitely came up in a couple plays. And we had the receivers, Devontae Smith, 100 yards, no touchdowns, but I thought he played great for the Eagles. A.J. Brown, who was my pick for MVP, did get that touchdown, 96 yards. Unfortunately, I thought he could have had a couple more touches. Uh, they just didn't throw it his direction. He had that one kind of jump jump ball with the two-on-one, didn't make a catch on one play, didn't ca- catch it on the other one. So who knows? Who knows? Um, Dallas Goddard, though, I thought they were going to use him a little bit more, and they did, 60 yards. Had a couple of chances to get more, but there was a couple of drops, a couple of broken plays. So what did you think about the, the receiving game? Yeah, I mean, this offense it just goes to show, like, if you stop something, they're going to be, like, I mean, they didn't win, but, like, they're going to put up a lot of points one way or another. So yeah. uh, it's very dynamic. So I think everyone had a great game. There wasn't anything. I don't think many mistakes were made offensively. Brown, yeah, had a great game. Goddard was pretty quiet, but when when he got the ball, it was in pretty crucial times. Yeah. Great catches by him. Smith, (laughs) he gets hit hard and just gets right back up. So, what I didn't, I was surprised that they actually did use Goddard. I thought that was going to be like a key component to the the run or to the receiving game that they were going to need to focus on, and they actually ended up doing it. I thought he could have gotten more yards. There was a couple plays that were broken and ended up not getting yards for it, or he dropped the pass. So it seemed like they must be listening to the podcast or something like that. Um, thanks, Sirianni. And uh, so Travis Kelsey, 81 yards, a touchdown. Honestly, it was kind of quiet after the first first half. I didn't notice yeah. him nearly as much. And Kadarius Tony, man of the hour, honestly, at, near the end of the second half, um, 77 yards returning on the punts, um, a 65-yard in the fourth quarter, which got him down inside the five. Um, which led to another touchdown. And Kadarius also had a touchdown himself, a receiving touchdown. And Juju, he was talked about 53 yards, no touchdowns, but did draw a huge penalty near the end of the game, which led to the game-winning field goal. So what did you think of the receiving game for Kansas City? It was actually a lot quieter than I thought it would be. They won on the ground. And, I mean, that's a lot cre- a lot of credit to them. They were able to uh... – they didn't give the secondary much to uh, many chances to like pick off. But yeah, guys like Pacheco, he ran through, gave up that huge run to Mahomes. And yeah, I'll never trust that dude with this hurt ankle ever again. <laughs> it looks like he'll be—he's about to come out for the game, and then he runs like that. That was—that was so deceiving. I heard a couple people saying it was like Kevin Garnett. If if those of you do know the the Garnett situation, the finals, what maybe like oh nine oh eight maybe area. 
So we, he was carted off with a wheelchair and then came back to play the rest of the game. So it kind of felt like that. Like Mahomes was in so much pain. You could see it on his face. Comes back out and you wouldn't even tell that he was injured. Yeah, but honestly, I think it, I think it came down to Kansas City's O-line. I mean, Philly had no sacks and they were absolutely destroying the league in sacks. So, I mean, is that defensive coaching? I don't think it's a talent on the D-line, but D-line is very talented unless the O-line just really stepped it up. And that was definitely the difference maker. Yeah. Well, it's just it shows you such a big difference from the last time they were in the Super Bowl against Tampa when yeah. they had no O-line. In this one, Mahomes pretty much had all the time in the world to do whatever he wanted, whether he wanted to get out of the pocket and run, make a pass, hand it off. It just felt like that line was keeping them in the game, and I think it was actually the, the factor in this one. Big game uh, from Mahomes, not so much through the air, but the Chiefs still made it work. Defensive plays helped him out. Um, let's just get into the catch real quick. Jalen Hurts threw a pass uh, over to the sideline. Devontae made the catch, came down with it. Seemed like both feet were in, um, but Hanley talked about the him controlling the ball all the way to the ground. Um, I thought it was a catch. It looked like he had enough control of the ball while making contact with the ground. Um, the refs and I guess everybody else in the officiating thought opposite. Um, very surprised about it. What about you, Connor? Yeah, definitely very surprised. I mean, everyone's because it was like the last, like, crucial uh, part of the game where Bradbury's like super – like, yeah, it was a hold, but very minor in a game where it looked like the refs were just letting him play. So that penalty specifically is getting a lot of controversy. I think it was a fair call, but still was was a soft call, I think. Um, but the Devontae one is really the one where I'm like, wow, how was that overturned? Because, yeah, it wasn't the clearest sketch in the world, but what did – the call on the field was a catch, so what did they clearly see to overturn it is my problem. That's the biggest thing. If it was the other way around, it where it was called incomplete and they needed to make a complete pass, I could say, okay, yeah, I don't think there's enough there. But yeah. I still don't think there's enough to reverse it from a catch to an incomplete catch. Yeah, unless they had some camera angle or x-ray vision or something on there. I have no idea how they just and decided that. It looked very similar to the San Francisco game, too, with him coming down with it. And that one seems more like an incomplete pass. I mean, I understand the whole thing where, like, they didn't have enough time to review it. Uh, Philly did really well rushing to the line and then um, finding its way just to get the next playoff. So very smart on Philly's job. But it just seemed like it was a very similar catch. Yeah, no, well, the one in San Francisco definitely was not a catch. So... This, yeah, and this one, I don't, I don't think you can say it wasn't either, or it wasn't. Yeah. I just don't see what clear evidence was, but you know. And because of that, that being incomplete, they pushed the offense going uh, back to the line of scrimmage, caused more time to come off the clock. Ended up only getting three out of that, so I think that was a huge momentum shift. Because if you make that catch, I think they're going down and scoring. Yeah, make and you know you're looking at like. 27 14 at halftime possibly so yeah so that that was a huge um huge momentum swing honestly even though offense had the ball the whole time i just thought definitely killed the vibe of the the whole drive for sure so yeah let's get into that that second half so 
Philly went into the locker room with the lead up 24-14. Um, and everyone, at least I thought, damn, Philly is like looking good. They, they're not going to really need to change much. Just keep on going at it. Um, but sometimes, dude, that long-ass uh, halftime show really messes with teams. Like, like Mahomes has over half an hour to heal whatever was wrong with his, his leg. And it looked like that seemed to work. I don't know what happened with Philly in the locker room. Maybe they didn't want to change anything, and that really cost them in the end. But what were you thinking at halftime? Uh, I mean, of course, I wasn't, like, overconfident. It's the Chiefs. We've seen them do it before. So, still still a little stressed. But, uh, yeah, again, 10 points, that should be enough. Yeah. Yeah, defense did not do its job second half. Again, whether that was coaching, it's you don't want to point fingers because you really don't know what exactly it came down to. Yeah. yeah. But before this Super Bowl, um, teams were 1-26, trailing by double digits at halftime. The only win being Tom Brady's Patriots against the Falcons. Um, So putting it in perspective, the odds were definitely against Mahomes and the the Chiefs. So right after halftime, both teams got the ball, both scored on the the possessions. Kansas City took a touchdown. and then Philly hit three points, so they were up. And then Kansas City took another touchdown, so they were up 28-27. And at this point of the game, it was 12 minutes left in the game. Philly was trailing for the first time all season, which honestly really surprised me. I mean, all postseason, excuse me, which surprised me. It just shows you how dominant they were all season long, or all postseason long. 12-04 remaining in the game. That was the Philly's first time trailing in all the postseason. Um Philly got the ball back, ended up going three and out and having to punt it away, which was not what they needed at that that moment. The bad thing was the punt went straight to Tony, where he ran back that 65-yarder, which happened to be the longest in Super Bowl history for a punt return. Um, and then Kansas City was scored shortly after. So it ended up being 35-27 right there, with not much time remaining, about five minutes remaining for Philly to drive down. What were you thinking at this point, dude? It was stressful. You could just tell, like, they were – it looked like they were starting to just beat themselves, and they just let him back in the game, which, like, I agree. At least that Devontae call and was wrong, and the uh, Bradbury hold was a pretty soft call. You still had a big opportunity to just put the Chiefs away, and they didn't. So, you can't yeah. – uh, it's same thing as the week prior, two weeks prior. Like – uh you could think you could say that Chiefs had some favor, favorable calls against the Bengals, but Bengals had a chance to put them away too. So, yeah, yeah, it's hard to blame other people when your team isn't the one getting it done. Yep. But yeah, so Kansas City went up thirty-five twenty-seven. Philly did end up tying it, scoring eight points. Um, gave enough time for Kansas City to drive down, which Bradbury call. This is what happened: third down and eight on Philadelphia side of the of the field um 140 ah, excuse me 154 remaining in the game Mahomes throws a a pass looks like trying to be back shoulder to Juju um overthrown but a flag was thrown Bradbury was called for a defensive holding which gave Kansas City automatic first down gave him a new set of, of plays they ended up pretty much getting the ball all the way down to the goal line taking knees taking much time off the clock Butker hits a 27-yard field goal to end up winning the game with about six seconds remaining in the game. So the thing is, a lot of people have been saying, 
why was it why was it called if it was overthrown um juju because there was for sure he was never going to catch that ball the only thing is it was called defensive holding if it was defensive pass interference they could take in consideration um overthrown pass not catchable because it was holding that doesn't matter at all so that's the only the only thing that some people weren't understanding about it but um bradbury did say after the game it was a holding i tugged his shoulder i was hoping i it would let it slide um the thing is is like they weren't calling this all game and why call it this late in the game that's my biggest problem it's a hold i agree it's a hold but if you're not calling it the whole game why call it now with less than two minutes in the game yeah no yeah i for sure agree and even and then like it just obviously like if you're a Philly fan but like a sports fan in general it kind of just left like a kind of sour ending to otherwise a really good high scoring game that's probably gonna be talked about for a while would have been real nice if that didn't happen and give Hurts another chance to march down the field and see what he could do I I mean maybe I'm being biased but I think he was the best player or had the best game on both sides but it's a team sport so defense can't let that happen yeah no I agree I agree with everything you said I think Hurts was the best player on the field but I also think it's still a team sport so you can't be blaming anybody else it has to the the defense has to come up with a better play in that situation and they need to know that hey we, we can't be taking a bad penalty right here and the thing is say that penalty flag isn't thrown it's fourth and eight Butker let's just say Butker does hit that shot they get the ball with maybe a minute 30 left on the clock and two timeouts. That's a, that's a lot of time for anybody in the NFL to drive down the field and at least get into field goal range to tie a game. Yeah, and with the way the this game. game was going, yeah, at least with this game, it seemed like if Philly got that ball back with that much time and two timeouts, they were going to score a touchdown. Their offense yeah. was, was rolling. They did have that three and out from, from a little bit earlier in the quarter. But, like, besides that, they, were, they kept on moving the chains. It just seemed like Kansas City wasn't able to stop them. No. Nope. Yeah, so, I've never seen. Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, you don't. You never know for sure, but it's hard not to think because Hurts and that offense looked very, very like as locked in as I've ever seen them. The end of that game. Yeah, it was. It was impressive, watching uh, Philly move the ball on on Sunday. It it was a impressive game by Philly's standpoint, but they just came up a little bit short. Um. So last thing I want to talk about, though, about this game, I want to talk about the field. Dude, that field was trash. Yeah. It was probably, uh, like, the worst game I've ever seen. Like, everyone just sliding and stuff like that. That was terrible. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, especially in the Super Bowl, I don't know what <laughs> – it's real grass, and they've had real grass all year and for a long time, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what they did different, but I don't know how that – you let that happen in the Super Bowl. I, I've heard some things of like the conspiracy of like the NFL made the the grass bad to show that turf's better, which if that's true, shame on the NFL to do that in the biggest game of the year. But it's like, geez, like they've had the yeah they had the grass all year, and it hasn't been nearly this bad. Yeah, I think the grass in in Arizona as a field for for a fan watching, I think I noticed way more that it's not that great of a field. Like Kyler got hurt this year on a non-contact play because of that grass planning. 
So there's something up with the field, but it's not nearly this bad for one game. I don't know. Maybe that has to do with the concert. Maybe it has to do with all the stuff they, the venues and stuff they put on it. So people using the grass so much, but it just, and you can't let that happen in, in the biggest game of the year. Do people want like get drawn in just for halftime show? Yes. Um, there oh, actually okay. was, so for the halftime show, there was actually more viewers for the halftime show than there was the actual Super Bowl. It was like 118 Jeez. million viewers tuned in for the halftime show and 113 v- million viewers for the Super Bowl. So I mean, to be fair, the TV was on, but I don't think anyone here was watching it. And I just went in my room and watched all the trailers that dropped earlier on. <laughs> so, I mean, TVs are on, but I don't know. Yeah, because personally, I wish they just get rid of it, but you know, they got to make money. Yeah, I I ended up watching it. I thought it was pretty good. I had the same question everybody else did: Is Rihanna pregnant? I looked it up. I think everyone else did. Um, she did announce that she is having baby number two later this year. So, congrats to Rihanna, and very impressive to do the Super Bowl pregnant. Yeah, really impressive. Good job by Rihanna. Good songs. Um, will say that. On our last episode, me and my sister were talking about which song she was going to play first. She chose four songs that it could be, and Rihanna ended up choosing none of those four songs. So, Jillian, if you listen to this, you got to work on that for next year. So, get better. All right, we forgot to add trivia last last episode, so we'll make up for it with this one. So, we got so you a few questions. Me? Yeah, just you. A few questions. Great. Just about Super Bowl. So, uh, first question is, what team has played in four Super Bowls but has never led? Bills? No, Vikings. Crazy. Vikings have oh, gone to four never... Super Bowls and have never led. Okay. Jeez. What team hasn't, a... or which teams have never appeared in a Super Bowl? There are four. Have never appeared? I'm going to go Lions. Yep. Appeared. I feel like I'm gonna mix up appeared in one. Um, Browns. Yep. Jags. Yep. There's one more. AFC or NFC. AFC. Never appeared. It's not the North, other than the Browns. Is it the Chargers? No. Oh, Texans. Yeah, Texans is the last one. And the last question is: How much does the Lombardi Trophy weigh? Um, seven pounds. Yeah. Did you just no guess? Way. Or did you yeah. know that? No, I guess. Yeah. Lombardi weighs seven pounds. Holy cow. How'd you guess that? <laughs> impressive, dude. Very impressive. Well, that will do it for this quick episode of our reaction to the Super Bowl. Um, appreciate you coming out, Connor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still, was it? still moving forward, but that's good. It's all good. That's good. That's the true fans, not dwelling too much over it. So that will do it for us. Talking with Beauties, episode twelve is over. We'll see you guys later.